I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just a quick word of warning before we begin. There is some explicit language in this podcast. I'm Amy Angelowitz for Investigation Discovery. Hello, I'm Will Johnson. Welcome to What the Crime, a weekly podcast where we explore the weirder, wilder, more obscure side of crime. Most crime reporting covers the basics, who, what, when, where, why. But what about the bigger and often weirder picture? That's what we investigate. Okay, Will, I am going to read you a few real crime headlines that come from Crime Feed, and I want you to try to guess where these incidents took place, okay? Got it. Okay, ready? Yes. Man who had a year-long sexual relationship with a dolphin claims the animal seduced him. Woman with three boobs arrested for DUI. Man vandalizes girlfriend's car because she had a psychic dream that he would have strap-on sex with his dead grandmother. Now, if I were to ask you where you thought these crimes took place, what would your guess be? Obviously, Florida. You answered that really, really quickly. Well, it's like the weird crime capital of the country. There are literally so many weird crimes in Florida that Crime Feed has an entire column called Really Florida. And you've probably heard of that popular Twitter handle, Florida Man. It has a reputation. So what exactly is the deal with Florida? People like to retire and vacation there. Why should crime be so weird there? That's really what I want to find out. Today on What the Crime... We're going to attempt to answer that question. Why is Florida the motherland for weird crime? Part one, Florida, extreme state, unique charm. So, well, Florida is widely known as the state where weird crime runs rampant. And judging by the steady flow of crazy crime headlines, it is. Yeah, and I know you're, like, really into this stuff. So do you have an all-time favorite Florida crime story? Oh, man, that is a hard question to answer. I have so many to choose from. Okay, I have a few favorite Florida 
criminals that I'll like never forget their names. There's Jack Me Off Mud. Wow. Edward Cocaine. Better. And he was, of course, arrested for possession of drugs and crystal methany. <laughs> yeah. So those are those are classic. Uh, yeah, but do you have totally like a, a maybe like a white whale story? Oh, I have a lot of special Florida stories I'll in bet. my heart. Yeah. I think one of the ones that I think about often would be one of the headlines that I mentioned earlier about the man who had the sexual relationship with a dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so unbelievable. His name was Malcolm Brenner, and he wrote a book called Wet Goddess. I'm just, I'll just leave that there for you. That's great. Wet Goddess. It it was the inspiration for a documentary that came out not so long ago called Dolphin Lover. Mm. So just to give you a little more background about him, in the 70s, he worked for a now defunct theme park called Florida Land. It sounds like a very strange place, like in a cinematic way. And I've, you know, I've spent quite a bit of time researching it because it's just so bizarre. So I'm actually going to read you a description I found online of the park. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Colorful tropical birds decorated the entrance, suggesting possibly a Florida theme. Yet the main attraction inside was a Western town. Shootouts in the street entertained the kids while the requisite saloon show, complete with can-can dancers, held dad's interest. Mm. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. And in addition to the weirdly Florida-y slash western-y town slash water park, there was a live steam train that took people through it and a porpoise show where Max worked, obviously, and a petting zoo called Goat Island. To me, this theme park is Florida. It encapsulates the strangeness, the the tourists, the seediness. And I, you know, I could spend the rest of my life kind of picturing what happened there. So you were kind enough to to yeah. give me the book here and there's, uh, I was <laughs> flipping goddess. through it. Yeah, Wet Goddess. And I was flipping through it. Uh, here's a great quote. Um, this was, is Malcolm's about his relationship with, uh, yeah, the porpoise. Correct. He wrote, uh, I was given free access to the dolphins and I became friends with Dolly by going swimming with her. She was very special. She announced her intentions to me by positioning herself so I was rubbing against her. Uh. Oh boy. At first I discouraged her. I wasn't interested. After some time I thought, if this was a woman, would I come up with these rationalizations and excuses? Oh man, I'm like laughing uncomfortably here. So how is this guy not charged with like a crime like bestiality? Well, that's kind of the interesting Florida part because... Bestiality was only banned in Florida in 2011. So at the time, he technically wasn't doing anything illegal. Hmm. So Florida's (laughs) laws are really pretty lax? Well, I don't know if I would say they were lax. Um, I'd say they're lax in certain areas, like when it comes to gun control or property laws, child support, bestiality, obviously. Yeah, previously. But but not when it comes to drugs like marijuana, pills, and flocka. Flocka. Oh, yes. Much more about Flocka later. But first, let's talk about a few really interesting tidbits about Florida that we should kind of keep in mind as we think about its weirdness. While it seems to be the home for weird crime, based on all of our crazy headlines, it's not necessarily a violent state. I read somewhere that uh, violent crime is down 60% since the 90s. That's a huge drop. But there is one kind of crime there that's on the rise. Crimes by people with three boobs, right? Technically, yes. Florida is one for one on that. But what I was going to say was fraud. Florida is the number one state for fraud. So that's not really something you want to brag about, No, I guess. definitely but, not. So, But along those lines, I read a story that Florida has uh, the, the most federal corruption convictions of any state across the board. 
Yeah, it does. And Florida's governor, Rick Scott, can be included in that. He was the CEO of a healthcare company that was charged with Medicare fraud, and he pled the fifth 75 times during his trial. That's a lot. I did some additional sleuthing on Reddit because I love to sleuth on Reddit, and I wanted to find out the theories. What are the most popular theories kind of floating around the internet about Florida's weirdness? Do you want to take a guess? What was the number one theory? Older people. (laughs) Snowbirds? No, but that's a good guess. Nope, it was not snowbirds. It was the weather. Oh, of course. Yeah, exactly. So Karen Russell, who's a Florida native and wrote a book called Swamplandia, I think I really like the way she said it in an interview that she did. She said, It all starts with the weather. You're just bathed in this unchanging summer all the time. I don't know if that sounds like utopian or more dystopian. I think it sounds humid-topian. Well, yeah, so it's definitely really humid there. <laughs> yeah, it is. And so I guess I'm just wondering, is it is it the heat and humidity that makes people crazy or what? So if I were to guess, I think it's a combination of that heat, all the people there on vacation, like the Disney crowd, snowbirds. Of course, you've got spring breakers. Yep. It's one of the most densely populated states in the country. Yeah. So how does it all work together to make Florida so weird? That's what we want to know. So our Crime Feed correspondents, Emily Kaiser and Barry Blitch, interviewed some Florida experts to find out more. Hi, this is Barry Blitch from Crime Feed. We reached out to a Florida native. That's the best place to start. Craig Pittman is a reporter who spent the last four years covering criminal courts for the Tampa Bay Observer. He's seen everything from assault by lawn gnome to armed robbery by flip-flop and much darker. One of the things about Florida is that, you know, the weather gets so hot here, you know, the tempers tend to flare pretty quickly. People reach for whatever the nearest possible weapon could be. So that's when you see a lot of stories about machete crimes, samurai sword crimes, and in this case, lawn gnomes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> lawn gnomes. That's it right there. That's great. You know, the combination of so many people plus warm uh, temperatures. We're doing we're doing crazy stuff all year. No, we're not cooped up with the snow or anything. And you know, or or high or or otherwise, you know, it all kind of adds up. Year-round summer heat makes people do some crazy things. So, if the heat is a factor, then is it fair to assume that Florida man will spread? Emily's here to tackle that question. Hey, Barry. And uh, you bring up a good point. 2014 climate reports show that Florida weather is spreading north and fast. In a few decades, New England is going to be just as hot as Florida. So try to envision a Boston man Twitter feed, if you will. Yeah, it might get hotter for Tom Brady and the Patriots fans, but Florida will always have that special something. So with all this, you might ask yourself, why would anyone actually live there? Good question, Will. Because Florida, man. More on that next. Part two. A man on a mushroom trip seeks to become one with Florida man. There ain't nothing to fucking be scared of when it comes to other people. You just got to understand them. Amy, you mentioned Florida man. Tell me more about that. Okay, so Florida man has become this kind of trope, this way of describing weird Florida phenomenon, a collective being, if you will. So what defines a Florida man? Well, that's a good question. We found the perfect person to answer that. 
Sean Dunn is a filmmaker and producer. You might have seen some of his documentaries, American Juggalo, Oxiana, and most recently, Florida Man, which seeks to answer our very question. Why is Florida so weird? It's a whole documentary about Florida Man. Yes. So we spoke to Sean to get a clear definition of Florida Man. Here's Emily and Barry again. Hey guys, Barry here again. Yeah, so our friend sent us a link to Sean's documentary, and as soon as we saw it, we knew that we had to talk to him. I actually got inspired to make this film from doing a mushroom trip, actually. I came out of the other end of the mushroom trip, and I was like, I need to make this film called Florida Man. And so basically our idea was, let's go down there with an extremely small crew and no agenda and just see what's hiding in plain sight. We had an an idea of uh, what a Florida man was and what they looked like and a sense of where we could find them. Uh, Because I'd lived down there for five years, uh, better part of high school and college I'd lived down there. So it's actually how I started filmmaking was was interviewing Florida men, basically. When when I think of a Florida man, I think of someone that doesn't doesn't care, that's not concerned about society's opinion of them. Because they can't be, because it's obvious what society's opinion of, of them is, you know. Um, that, that's the, yeah, that's the, honestly the first thing that comes to mind is, is it's a state of mind beyond, you know, there's women that can be Florida men. You know, it's, it's, more, of a, it's more of a state of mind than, than anything. They think of Florida as this place that, that they can seek refuge. And um, I think what you end up with is a melting pot of, of kind of the crazies from all over the place, you know. Not the crazies, but just like kind of the, you know, the, the most charismatic, I don't give a fuck type people. Florida man means a good time at, uh, and sparing no expense, you know, like a, a good time first and foremost. And, you know, sometimes that, that leads to trouble, sometimes it leads to fun, but that, that's, that's what it's all about down there, you know. It, yeah. it, they went there seeking a good time and, and seeking refu- refuge from, uh, from the everyday bullshit of society from wherever they came from or whether they're from there. And, you know, like I said, a lot of them have been deemed criminals and pushed to the system. It, it goes really deep and all of this stuff is really, really connected. It is. I have to admit that I probably went in with a pretty judgmental view of Florida Man. I felt like I had to modify my questions when I was talking to Sean so I didn't offend him. Yeah, after we got off the phone with Sean, we really had a new mindset on everything. Florida Man is not just your run-of-the-mill, dumb criminal. We actually see that difference between how the public views Florida Man versus your everyday Darwin Awards winner, just by skimming the comments on our blog. So now we know what Sean thinks of Florida Man, and Craig agrees, but he added this too. They just don't quite think it all through. And I mean, sometimes even very elaborate stuff, we had... um we actually had a, a team of, of guys dressed as ninjas. I mean, the full head-to-toe black outfits as ninjas trying to rob a, uh, a pawn shop. And they were completely thwarted by a single locked door. <laughs> they ended up dropping the merchants and fleeing out. <laughs> In case you couldn't understand Craig there, he said that a group of people dressed as ninjas, yes, ninjas, aborted a robbery mission because of a locked door. Yes, that's what he said. Sean actually mentioned another hallmark of the Florida man. It's called the transplant effect. To be exact, Florida has the second fewest native residents of any state. Only Nevada beats Florida in that regard. So if your family lives on the other side of the country 
or in an entirely different country, who's going to judge you for breaking a few tiny laws? What happens in Florida stays in Florida? And we should probably talk about the spring break phenomenon. There's a pretty interesting story to the rise of what we now see as spring break, and it happened long before MTV got there. Does anyone remember Where the Boys Are from 1961? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Yeah, so the book, which preceded that movie, and it was on the New York Times bestseller list, showed these young co-eds on a real-life trip to Fort Lauderdale. The synopsis of the film might not sound scandalous today, but teen drinking, one-night stands, and living it up without parents made spring break a rite of passage. So Florida Man isn't really a criminal. He's more of a manifestation of the Florida state of mind. I think we all have a little Florida man in us. Right, like when in Florida. Do as a Florida man does. Unless it's illegal. (laughs) But seriously, like a Florida man is probably more prone to commit one of these classic Florida weird crimes. Like when you're on the fringes of society and you don't give a fuck, you're more likely to say fake a heart attack at a Walmart so your friend can steal a Barbie car. Real headline, by the way. Yeah, laugh all you want. (laughs) But once the Barbie car has been stolen, that's where things get more serious. Part three, the dark side of Florida man. So now that we've got a good grasp on Florida man, let's talk. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Talk about how that translates to crime. Yes. So here's something interesting that Craig Pittman said, and I'd never really thought about it before. The thing that's actually so weird about crime in Florida is the sheer variety of it, from notorious serial killers like Ted Bundy to a Legoland guest who has to be tasered by cops because he thinks he's a pterodactyl, to corrupt officials. Florida really has it all. Here's Craig again. One hand, you have some really truly grisly stuff that goes on here. I mean, you know, this is where we had Ted Bundy and Eileen Warnos and uh, 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 the uh, Danny Rowling murders that inspired the movie Scream. Um, but on the other hand, we have all kinds of crazy, wacky stuff that happens here. And, uh, you know, our, 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 we don't exactly have a bunch of criminal masterminds running around, uh, but we do, we're the, the identity theft capital of America. We're the mortgage fraud capital of America. Um, uh, and, you know, just in a, a week's time, we have enough crazy crime stories to uh, to match anybody anywhere else for a whole year. So getting to the why behind Florida's veritable crime buffet, if you will, according to the Florida experts that we talked to, there are a few contributing factors. So like other than the humidity. Yes, other than the humidity, although that's legitimately like a thing. Let's talk about drugs first, because I know that you're dying to know more about Flocka. Yeah, I keep hearing about it in the news. So is it like kind of like bath salts? Yes, it, it is kind of like bath salts. Okay, wait, let me rewind for a minute. I think it's really important to set the stage for the arrival of Flocka. So in the 70s and 80s, Miami was known as the epicenter for narcotics. Like Pablo Escobar, cocaine cowboys, all that. Yes, you got it. So during that time, most of the cocaine that entered through the country made its way in through South Florida. And of course, people still use cocaine, but these numbers have dropped way down. And these days, most of those cocaine kingpins are dead or behind bars. But the appetite for drugs is still going strong. And so they're just looking for another easily accessible drug to fill that void. Yes. And so enter pills, heroin, drugs like bath salts. Oh, for those of you listeners who aren't up on trendy street drugs, bath salts, sometimes called meow meow, although I have absolutely no idea why, contain an active ingredient called MDPV, which is a stimulant and psychoactive. So a couple of years back, you might have heard about the Florida man who attacked a homeless person and ate off part of his face, inciting the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it's awful. That guy was high on bath salts. Anyhow, the latest trendy Florida drug is called Flocka, which contains a different but similar synthetic stimulant called alpha-PVP. And this causes uh, rage, violence, these weird zombie-like body movements, delirium, and sometimes running around in the street naked. And that's probably because the drug raises your internal body temperature to 106 degrees. Oh, that sounds great. So uh, it's like you have a fever and you've gone nuts. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're walking like a zombie. I think that's where they got the whole zombie apocalypse thing yeah. in because you're— you're going like, you know, crazy zombie movement. You do a nice version of that, by the Thank way. Thank you. Yeah. I'm For listeners, you can't see, but I am doing, I've it's got great. those zombie moves down. It's called the Flocka. It's a new dance, sweeping the clubs. No, but anyways, there's a lot more to learn about Flocka, obviously. So I'm going to pass it over to our Crime Feed correspondents and resident Flocka experts, Emily and Barry, who can tell you much, much more. Yes. Yeah, so for my day job, I read and write about Florida crime a lot. And sure enough, I started seeing the word Flocka pop up again and again in headlines. And so, like Amy, I went and did some internet sleuthing to understand this uniquely Florida trend. Okay, just pause the podcast now, do yourself a favor, and go to Crime Feed and type in Flocka. The main image that pops up on Emily's article says it all. Writing that post was equal parts terrifying and interesting. 
Of course, we went back to Sean to ask him some questions on the topic, and he didn't specifically know about the drug Flocka, but he wasn't surprised that Floridians were getting weird with their extreme new drugs. You were there, everyone was talking about bath salt, but bath salt and mess, they, that was what, you know, your average person was telling us seemed to be uh, the prevailing problem. And pills, of course, like, what the fuck am I talking about? It's yeah. Florida, it's pills, you know, that, that's, that's where it starts, and you know. I don't want to get too crazy conspiracy theory on it, but, you know, when when pharmaceuticals are allowed to pump uh, things like Oxycontin into the population, when people can't get, when people get hooked on it and then they can't get access to it and they're turning to street drugs and they're turning to harder and harder crazy street drugs to try to meet this, this pharmaceutical level need that they have in them now. And you're just seeing, you know, I, I honestly think this is, that's, like something like bath salts or flocka or whatever you want to fill in the blank, it's the result of that. It's the result of a drug culture that's been, that's like at least with this generation, that's been created by pharmaceuticals. And this is where things get darker. Let's be clear. Drug addiction isn't something we want to make light of. Yeah, this is where we wanted to take a structural sociological approach to defining Florida man. To figure out the why behind Florida, you have to look at the good and the bad. If you step back, you can see the bigger structure in place that keeps Florida Man going. Flocka is a shocking and trendy drug, but drug abuse can take a lot of forms, and it's really nothing new to the state. Yeah, we researched the numbers. Since 2010, there was a 700% increase in Flocka cases, so there were zero cases before 2010. And of course, there weren't zero drug cases across the state in 2010. That's just Flocka. And Flocka is being mixed with other drugs, it's extremely cheap. It's no wonder it's a problem. Yeah, the, the money part is a really good thing to bring up. There's two distinct sides of Florida. You know, when you think of it, you think of rich businessmen lounging on their yachts, and then you think of homeless drifters. And we found some interesting data when we went through the 2011 census report. Florida ranks second in the gap between rich and poor. And one great example are the Lexus lanes. They're toll lines in Miami that are specifically meant for luxury vehicles, so you don't have to sit in traffic. And seeing the wealthy like that just flaunt their money when you don't have any can make you take risks that you wouldn't normally take. And not to make this all about the wealth gap, but here's another stat that'll blow your mind, Barry. The 1% in Florida are making an average of $1.49 million a year. And if you can guess, the 99% is a little lower. It's about $34,000. <sighs> yeah, that's not too good. So it looks like some of the 99% and also that 1% white collar is willing to do some not-so-legal things to make up the income gap. Exactly. Big risks, big consequences. You know, we poke fun at Florida Man, but each funny story comes with an arrest. They got caught, and that's how we got our headline for the day. We talked to Sean and Craig again about some of their theories about why there's this pervasive crime problem. I don't care to get too crazy political about it, but the cops are looking to scab you up and lock you up and throw away the key, and they'll find any excuse to, and laws have been put in place to criminalize these guys and to criminalize normal behaviors. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really a shame because I think that that's kind of the dark subplot of what we were doing. Yeah. It being so many men with so so few opportunities because of the way the system has treated them and because of the way the criminal justice system has decided to look at them as disposable. Here's Craig talking about how corrupt and shady officials play a part in the Florida man infrastructure. And an awful lot of law enforcement officers get in trouble uh, for uh, a variety, you know, for uh, they get arrested for. Well, we had uh, three guys who got 
kicked off the force. One of them was the uh, sheriff's own bodyguard and got kicked off the force because they were illegally working, uh, providing protection for a strip club in their uniforms. Uh, the uh, We have one of our county medical examiners who had to promise this week to stop transporting corpses in open bed pickup trucks. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've missed yeah. these. You know, we've had prosecutors get in trouble for biting strippers um, uh, or flashing a badge to get into a strip joint. I mean, it's just, you know, and ju- this week we had a judge that got in trouble for lying about a, a speeding ticket to the Judicial Nominating Commission. She'd actually gotten the ticket on the way to, to the appointment. <laughs> so it's, it's pervasive, you would say. It is. Yeah. It is. All right, so Amy, one thing we haven't talked about, and I just want to throw it out there, is like hurricanes. What about hurricanes? Well, there's a lot of them, it seems, in that in in, in Florida because of the location. It's right. right on the water. So that may I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about the weather, humidity, maybe like the idea of uh, a lot of bad weather boarding up your homes, having to evacuate, could also lead to some degree of irritability. Yeah, or just feeling displaced. What about the shape of Florida? It's got a weird shape, right? <laughs> it's like a very unique. It's uh, what? You're not going to say what it looks like. Pendulous. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh. Penulous. Peninsular. <laughs> I, I think you're stretching a little here, Will. What I really think is that, you know, we're adding some complexities to the Florida crime situation. The combination of the crazy street drugs, the wealth gap, and the tension between the Florida man and law enforcement just kind of adds to this weird crime pressure cooker. Yeah, it's like the perfect storm. I mean, all that stuff coming together. But before we get all womp womp on Florida, there are some good things about the state that we should mention. Yeah, so I just happen to know this. There are 633 miles of beaches. Part four. Never a boring day in Florida. So, Amy, uh, you know, we've been kind of hard on Florida so far. I don't think my in-laws would appreciate it, <laughs> at least for like oh, six months. your in-laws are there? You yeah, can't— you... six months of the year. Are they snowbirds? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Sorry, Florida. So we're sorry that we're doing this, but we would be remiss if we didn't discuss the role that the media plays. So, like, that's another thing, in perpetuating the perception that Florida is the home of weird crime. Yes, and I'm going to pause for a second. And, Will, before we go any further in this conversation, we should preface this by saying that we work in media— and for a crime network, no less. So we are a part of the machine that we speak of. Okay, the machine, not the problem. Yeah, yeah okay. not the problem. Okay, I'm glad, the you, machine. I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, we're shedding light on the subject. We're not judging. Okay, good. Yeah. So let's talk about, while we're on it, let's talk about journalism in Florida. Yeah, and local news there is huge. Oh, yeah, I love I love watching local news there. And local news taps into fear-mongering. So sure, the weird crime rates there are high, but there are lots of people making a living off of breaking these stories. This creates like an ultra-competitive environment for getting the scoop. And you have the power of the internet to that, and boom. Totally. Yeah, think of Carl Hyacin or Edna Buchanan, both known for being Florida crime reporters and then writing crazy crime novels. From news to TV to film, Florida Man is like everywhere. Florida is the kind of place that permeates pop culture. Yeah, I mean, it's been referenced in Seinfeld, and there was that whole segment on The Daily Show. And, you know, pop culture is just kind of feeding the beast, and this Florida Man thing becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I can say that having covered weird Florida crime news on the internet for for a long time now, there is never a dry day when it comes to headlines. Like, 
Never. Yeah, so never being bored can be like a really good thing, right? It, especially when it comes to inspiration. <laughs> so, okay, Florida, we may have been a little tough on you, but the truth is, and here's the good part, Florida is a great place to let your freak flag fly. Amen. Here's Craig Pittman again, telling us more about all of Florida's most winning attributes. But that's not the whole story about us either. Uh, we have this award-winning park system. It's a very beautiful place to visit. Uh, you know, we have all these gorgeous beaches that generally ranks in the top ten in the world. Um, and uh, things happen here that influence the rest of the country, and people don't even realize it. Uh, it's because of a Florida court case involving a couple of thieving Miami cops that we are, we are allowed to have cameras in our nation's courtrooms, for instance. Um, that case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. We have uh, the, we had the very first Indian gambling casino was in Florida. Uh, Ray Charles learned to play music in Florida. Um, the guy who invented the computer grew up in Florida. Uh, so did Jeff Bezos, the guy who started Amazon. He started his first business when he was a teenager in Miami. So, I mean, we have, it, it, yes, Florida is weird and we're proud of it, but it's not the whole story of Florida either. It certainly isn't the whole story. As we've discovered today, there are a lot of layers to the Florida onion. Yeah, there definitely are. But So do you think we've answered our question, why is Florida the motherland of weird crime? Yeah, I actually think we have. While on the surface, Florida is the motherland for weird crime, and undoubtedly so, at its core, the reasons for this don't seem weird at all. You know, we talked about the hot weather, the large population of transplants, the drug culture, the wealth disparity, the laws, and of course... Florida man, which gives the state its magical X factor, especially when it comes to crime. So we were trying to get to one neat final conclusion about Florida man to leave you with, but that's impossible. So here's a few of them. Like anything, Florida man has a good side and a bad side, but we'd never want him to be anything else. Don't be afraid to embrace your inner Florida man, but be prepared for something weird to happen. Love him or hate him. Florida man will always surprise you, especially if you find him naked in your kitchen at 3 a.m. A lifestyle and a mindset, one that can get you into trouble. Florida man is sounding more and more like a modern Renaissance man. The myth, the man, the legend. This is Florida man. We want to know how you would sum up Florida man. Go to Crime Feed's Facebook page and finish this sentence. Florida man is blank. Next week on What the Crime. It's scary. It's all-consuming. Being hangry is a real thing. Um, You know, we've all been there before where you feel so hungry that you're angry at everyone. So you're sitting there in that car, and you're already angry. You're hungry. You want to get home, and somebody cuts you off. You may do things that are entirely unreasonable and out of character just because of that situation. There was this guy named Alan Hall who found out that his roommate had eaten three of his Chips Ahoy cookies, and he tried to strangle her in the bathtub. It's an actual biochemical response to low blood sugar levels. So grab some snacks, grab some food, and listen to What the Crime. Listen and download on iTunes. Crime is presented by Investigation Discovery, America's leading mystery and suspense network. It's produced by Will Johnson, Emily Kaiser, Barry Blitch, and me, Amy Angelowitz. Recorded and mixed by Joe Powers. Edited by Will Johnson. Music by Louis Weeks. Artwork by Anand Galat. Special thanks to Garnsey Sloan, Nellie Ryan, Kevin Bennett, and Barry Gleiner. You can subscribe to What the Crime on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a rating. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.